Welcome to Sovereign Ground, the backstabbing, vomit-inducing bitch of a podcast. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this time we're covering Season 2, Episode 8, titled Chapter 21 of House of Cards. Tell me what is going on here uh, with the tribal dispute. That is the one piece of this episode that I do not understand. Okay. My take, again, watching single episode and being as up on Indian affairs as any any, any white man on the planet. Okay, sure. Uh, it seems like the Ugaya tribe mm-hmm. was a sub-tribe or like maybe a family group. Within uh, Lanigan's main tribe that has the casino. Uh huh. I, I get that. And somehow, oh, for I guess some sort of tribal pol- political reason, mm-hmm. Lanigan had them delisted. Okay. So they were cut off from the bureau, the BIA that they refer to as the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Mm-hmm. And um, so Frank sees that as a as a wedge opportunity to get them there, uh, listed as their own tribe. Um, and then they could open up their own casino. Okay, so is the money that Stamper is promising them to go toward that twelve or thirteen million to go toward the casino? No, because they actually was talking about appropriation money for a guy who works for the BIA, I believe. Okay, to what end? Uh, to if 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 he get the appropriation for that money for the, his department, then he would expedite this tribe's mm. the Ugaya tribe's paperwork. And also, it seems like maybe because I, it seems like there's got to be some kind of hereditary. Like they just don't, you know, you can't be a, an Indian and say I have my own tribe. There okay. has to be some kind of research and genealogy done to make sure that they're not inventing tribes. I guess. So, what was the chip that that Stamper was trying to play with Lanigan. Like it doesn't seem like there's any leverage anywhere in there for for them with Lanigan. Well, if if you guys got their own uh, tribe, they could make uh, Frank also promised them to expedite their own casino so they could open up okay. a competing casino against Lanigan within two years. Yeah, yeah. which obviously Lanigan doesn't want. Now, sure, but he tries to play it like he doesn't care. <laughs> well, because he because he needs to. What he didn't know is the Ugaya wants it would ra- much rather be just relisted with his tribe. Now that sure. doesn't make sense to me because it seems like that they it would be better off for them to have their own tribe and their own casino if that's what they if they wanted. They yeah, you would think so. Maybe maybe that you know puts suspicion on the claim that they have the proper heritage for a tribe distinction. Possibly, but maybe also uh, Lanigan was going to shoot some money towards the tribal elders' way to kind of smooth it over. Okay, all maybe right, that know, makes a lot knows. more sense. But and and especially since Trask got Jesus Christ Tusk got involved, <laughs> I don't know where's this Trask. I coming don't from? know. It's, it's, got, it's brain, got to be man. some kind of science fiction series I read a long time ago. <laughs> all right, um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that. I guess that that ties into. Um, what has been, you know, the continuing main plot thread throughout these last few episodes, which uh, is the the Chinese connection and trying to get this bridge built and trying to get Tusk's refinery off the ground. Uh, that's squashed this episode. Totally done with, right? Uh, seems like it. Uh, I know Tusk is retaliating, obviously, with that article we see at the very end. 
but as far as Tusk's refinery is concerned, it is done. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be, if anything, a fear victory for him. It's going to embarrass and maybe take down Frank, but he's probably... I mean, I don't know how... It, it seems like Fang killed it. So uh-huh. even if the president would come in and try to... It's like that, that bridge is already burnt. Yeah, and this was... From what I can tell, one of the most important things to Tusk in his entire operation at this point is getting that refinery built. Uh, It also sounded like, based on what Remy was saying earlier, and I don't know how much we can trust him uh, (laughs) since he does like to lie, that the refinery would actually be good for everyone. Like it would make a lot more rare earth minerals available. Nuclear power would be much cheaper, much easier to use. Sure. so Frank here, for his own purposes, is kind of holding everybody back. And that's something we've seen him do before, so it's not out of character, definitely. Right. It's just in a much more – it's much large, larger scale now, you know? Right. Um, do, do we need to talk, up, talk to what, like, kind of led up to the end of that operation? I think so. Okay. But I'm not sure how to exactly get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a twisty path through this episode. Um, there's a lot of... And it's more like personal politics. Uh-huh. Like, there wasn't a lot of lobbying and, this, like, cloak and dagger shit. It was mostly Frank uh, convincing the president that he has his best interest in mind and he's his friend. And his wife also playing that angle with the, the uh, first lady. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is... When she called to get that phone number from Claire, Claire said, and, and Frank said, well, is it going to work? And she's like, we'll see. Is what going to work? Like, is this therapist slash minister on their payroll and he's going to suggest some kind of crazy course of action? What is... I don't know who this guy is. I, mean, I don't think we've seen him before. I mean, other than getting the president and first lady to be more reliant on them, which they're already pretty damn reliant, what what <laughs> uh-huh. other end, what further end is there to this plot line? I really don't know. I have no clue on that. It's another one of these things where maybe we need to – we'll get more information later. Did you know – have we seen a guy in a wheelchair before? I haven't. Not that I remember. Yeah, I don't – Everyone in that house was new except for the president and his wife. Well, actually, I don't – I think that the reverend actually is the reverend at whatever big D.C. church that they go to. I'd have to go mm, and see. Okay. I, I think it's the second the second episode of the first season where he appears. But I, I, I feel like maybe we've seen him before. Okay. It's possible. He played such a minor role then that I don't remember him. Yeah. Um, how about Linda's fight with Frank and her subsequent resignation? Okay. Uh, that I did not see coming. She kind of came out of nowhere this episode, um, to, to, to try to fight off this bridge act or this bridge, uh, construction. Well, the weird thing is, is it feels like she was used to having position of power and the president's right arm. Sure, when because Matthews was when Matthews was there and he was just a do nothing vice president. Uh-huh. Frank's not content to do that, and she there's I guess you know obviously the vice president's more powerful than the chief of staff. Sure, and I think she made a curious decision to go on a power play against him. Um, and you know, like Frank said, it's like yeah, I respect her because she lost, but she played the win. Yeah, yeah. But she might have been better served to 
fall back and play more of a supporting role to Frank. I don't ever understood why she was trying to spoil Frank anyway. Um, I guess she said that she's trying to protect the president, and that might be true. That that's probably true. Well, a big part of it's probably that and Frank he was, was actively asking, working against her. Like everything that he would tell her was a lie. How can you work with someone who is constantly lying to you? That's the point she makes in the episode. I don't know that that's true. He did that. Yeah, with- she promised that he, she wouldn't that he wouldn't go to the president about the bridge thing again. He did that. He's been doing that for a season now. Right, but she was playing a gatekeeper to the president. Oh, what do you mean? Well, I mean, I feel like she he she was saying you got to lay off on this bridge thing. Who is she to tell him how far he can push the president? Well, he, it's because he if, promised not to. But he's the vice president. It'd be like if okay, yeah, but he straight up like, lied to her face. Like and, if you're an employee uh, and you got a boss and he's got a boss's boss. Mm-hmm. If your boss comes and asks you for advice on how to approach the boss's boss. Or I guess it's the boss's secretary. Okay, yeah, that's a more. So you're so so you're you're an employee, and so is the secretary, and it's the boss's secretary. Ah, fuck it, I've already lost <laughs> control of this. What I'm saying is that they're not equals in this power. Structure. I agree with that. I agree, but there are some you, administrators, and that's a what's a really wild thing about the White House. Like if you read a bunch, you know, different presidential administrations, is they're uh-huh. set up all different ways. Yeah. Like vice presidents have powers all over the map. Presidents have powers over the map. Uh, You know, the various secretaries and undersecretaries and chiefs of staff. And I just think she didn't like the way that this was the the deck chairs are being rearranged on her. I I think it's a lot simpler than that. If you let's try this for analogy. If you have a boss who comes to you and tells you, "Okay, I got a new project for you. Um, You have eight weeks to do it. You have you know this much money here's here's all the details then he comes back a week later and says oh by the way i fucking lied to your face earlier you now have two days to complete it i want you to still do it lying if he constantly lies to you over and over and over again you're not going to work for that guy for long Hmm. that feels like where linda's coming from for me yeah i guess i I'm not saying she doesn't have a point, and obviously she is a pretty smart, savvy player herself. Oh, yeah. I just feel like she, by the time she tried to make this play, it was too late, and the balance of power had already shifted too far against her in her favor. Sure, yeah. I mean, the friendship angle that you know Frank has been cultivating for the last couple episodes is really paying off now. But I, I do also like the fact that people are starting, although you wonder how this guy got 20 years without this reputation— but people are starting to realize that you can't believe any, that you can't believe a word this guy says. Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, we saw it with uh, Donald Blythe. We saw it with <laughs> Linda. Yeah, we we've seen it with Fang. We've seen it with um, various people where they're just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, it, it's it's not as easy for him to wheel and deal as it was in season one. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, do so. Linda's out. They now need a new chief of staff. Christina has made herself very valuable to the president. Ooh, that, do you think there's any no. chance she gets pushed into that? I I don't think she has the experience for it, honestly. Well, but plus the vice, I think the the uh, first lady <laughs> would have a cow. Sure, sure. Although I think if she were the chief of staff, she might actually be working less closely with the president than she is now. Because <laughs> mm. it seems like they're awfully personal, you know? Yeah. I mean, she knows more about his wine selections and like all sorts of things about his actual life than his wife does. Right. 
So I don't know. It might be interesting if they go that direction. How about something else that's uh, a little too personal? Okay. Stamper's creepy, creepy lust for Rachel now. Yeah, smelling her blankets. Ah, oh, he's a sheet sniffer. He's a panty licker. He's. Did I not call that as soon as he walked <laughs> into the room? I'm like, oh my god, he's going to smell her sheets. Yeah, you did, <laughs> and you were right. And it was weird. Yeah, especially since we now know because we wondered what Rachel feels about him. Uh huh. She is in love with or falling in love with Lisa. Sure, it's her eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and surely Lisa's not some kind of fucking operative, right? It does not seem like it. No. There's no way. Um, uh, to the point where I'd probably call bullshit if she was at this point. Yeah, I like that they actually have an honest character on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been like two or three episodes since we've heard from Lucas. That storyline might be put to bed. Oh, thank goodness. At, at least till the very end of the, the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think that I, that, or, or I don't think that's going to all the way go away. Or maybe they'll keep it for season three, which I Netflix has already confirmed. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, but I'm, but I'm yeah, glad with, to see that that's not even on the radar anymore. Me too, me too. But with Stamper, so Stamper, you know, he sees uh, Rachel and Lisa coming out of her apartment and getting into the car and taking off, and I wonder if he's, I wonder what he's feeling at that moment. Is he disappointed that she's not? following his directions to stay indoors and stay away from everybody is he jealous of lisa yes you think that's it i think both of that's it both of that is it okay and it's going to be interesting to see what he does when he finds out that she's got this relationship yeah absolutely uh and he will find out because he's gonna you know break in and start sniffing things again (laughs) yeah (laughs) um another relationship that's developing how about remy and jackie they're getting a little more serious although remy is still lying to her face uh, in what way? Uh, she asked if he knew anything about something. What was it? Um, Trask and or no, Jesus no, Christ. not Trask Tusk and uh, Frank. Uh, yes, yes. If he found out any information about them, and he just straight up said no, when we know that he did. Well, but again, they talked about the boundaries. And okay. Yeah. You know that is his. Pro- that's that's his professional business. Mm-hmm. Um, which is. Man, being being a political couple has got to be hell. Oh, I bet. Even if you're on the same side of the aisle, which they mostly are, because his thing, his guys are mostly Democrat. She's a Democrat. Yeah. But I can't even imagine the kind of separation of rules you must have to have for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, do you think that's going anywhere? It seems like it to me. I mean, yeah. They're, they're getting I, more I serious. Say, and I, I look at Remy's face and I say, "That's the guy who kind of likes this woman." And I also got to say that Remy, in his personal life, seems like a stand-up guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I will be very offended, and I'll almost be betrayed if his character turns out to be doing this just out of pure politics to get, uh-huh. you know, to have some way of control over Jackie. But uh, especially since Jackie seems like she was going to be able to keep that professional personal separation, and she. You know, gave this talk about how she compartmentalized her life because she was in the military and she moved from place to place. And she, then she didn't have time when she's running for election. And it's been – she's never had a relationship last more than six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that, uh, I, again, Remy seems like a good dude when he's not trying to fuck people over politically. Sure. I can get behind that. And now we, got, we also got our answer on Seth. Oh yeah, totally. 100%. Seth is Frank's boy. Absolutely. He he cut ties with Remy this episode and and tried to get that. That's kind of an amateur hour play. I thought when 
Oh, what have you got? Maybe mm-hmm. I can help you with that. I yeah. mean, Remy's way too smart. Yep, he fishes that out immediately. And it's interesting how he... Quit uh, fucking around. Yeah, he started running <laughs> his own leads and quickly found out that, yeah, there's threads, there's loose threads to be pulled here if this yeah. guy even tried. So tell me this, how does he connect the dots to Adam? Well, first of all, I don't know that it's fair that, that for, for Seth, well, I mean, he figured out either way, but... Remy had an in with Evelyn because if you remember way back in first season, he came to visit her uh-huh. and Claire said she wasn't there. And uh, so that's it. That's the connection to and, Evelyn. And, and Evelyn also seemed like she really liked Ev- uh, Remy from season one from what I recall. So okay. Remy basically took her out for coffee to see how she was doing. Yeah, yeah. And then and, she had the secret. The- yeah. When he was just, I, I mean, I feel like he was using her a little bit. But also, he seems like he's going to help her out a lot, Hey, too. hey, hey. He bought her Starbucks. That's a luxury for her. A luxury. And she, he's offering her a very <laughs> cush, plush job, too. Oh, yeah. There's that, I the, guess. The whatever hill. I forget what it is. Uh-huh. It's going to be I, Evelyn Hill when she gets there. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> she's never She's never going to be put out. She's never going to be boxed out again. She's going to want her okay. name on the door um, from, from the Claire... Uh, treatment she got yeah the, the the dots i was not connecting was remy to evelyn well the only thing i can think of is that it seems adam, shaky adam galloway yeah so so you 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 buy i buy that she knew about adam because her and okay, claire seemed sure. very close right, right. And she well i'm telling you remy and evelyn they did lay the groundwork that they were close and that and, uh, that's some shaky groundwork but okay I'll i buy don't it. think so and and also like absolutely if you've got a guy that you know remy was working directly with cwi uh-huh. For some back scratching deals and it was all connected with Frank and all that, but still he worked right for the clear. Guys like that, like sales guys and lobbyists, absolutely butter up the head secretary. Okay. Because that's how you get on people's fucking schedules and agendas. All right. So they had not just met the once in season no, one. Oh, yeah. All right. That that's, sounds good enough. There are. So, so what do you think the effects of the Adam Galloway scandal could be? I don't know because, you know, we talked about this before. Our country is obsessed with celebrities and what they do in the bedroom and political people and what they do in the bedroom. Yeah. And as I've said, I do think it's somewhat telling uh, if there's true infidelity, like lying and covering up and and stuff like that. Uh Um, Although... Damn, so many politicians are seeming seem seem to be psychopaths because of <laughs> you know the type of people that run for public office uh, probably shouldn't be the ones we trust to, to to run the government because there's just so much pressure and so much scrutiny. And, well, that's a uh, catch twenty two. Yeah, same person <laughs> wouldn't want that. Sure, um, but on the other hand, uh, I don't think their affairs. Or their extramarital relationships have ever been a problem for them. They They've haven't been completely yeah. an honest and, and uh, had a fair high a high degree of integrity in the way they they handled that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of like the way that journalist was grilling Claire about her abortions and how unseemly it seems. Yeah. You know, you would never get to the difference between a guy who's just cheating on his wife and kids and betraying them. Versus a guy who is, you know, discreetly having extramarital affairs with the blessing of his wife. And maybe she they have an open relationship. And also, just most Americans aren't ready to handle that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there could be... 
some issues, not only because of, you know, people not being able to accept that, but also what does Adam know about her as well? Uh, he doesn't seem like a guy who can stand up to the pressure of the interviews and the questions in the press like Frank could, where he knows her secrets. If if Adam knows her secrets, he may be more likely to spill like about her other abortions, things like that. And and being mixed up, that, that could get mixed up with this anti-rape legislation yeah, that she's trying to get passed that's, at the same time. Because I was like, I, you're, you're right, and it seems to me in their season one that they had some kind of tragic thing in their previous affairs that they never mm-hmm. really talked about. Oh, yeah. And maybe you're right. Maybe he they did get she did get pregnant, and he wanted to keep the baby, and she's like, no fucking way. And maybe there's some hard feelings there. I, you know, hmm. I don't, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's all speculation right now. Right. It's um, probably going to be gross and uncomfortable going forward, though. Yeah, just the nature yeah. of these things. Absolutely. Um, the last thing we need to talk about is Claire and Trisha, uh, their anti-rape legis- legislation that they're trying to get passed through. Um, they're they're. They're tapping. Is this the girl who called yes. in? Okay, that's when she was they, doing that's the interview, what leading us to believe. Anyway. I forget her name. I had it written down in another outline. But, Same here. Um, but she's the victim that came forward and has uh-huh. been kind of, other than Claire, the spotlight sponsor or I, I, what do you call that? The uh, she said ma- poster girl. Poster girl. Yeah, poster I was going to say mascot, but that's the demeaning. The poster girl for this project outside of Claire, and she. Um, Refused to testify because she's freaking out under the pressure. And also, one of the things that she's the way that she's choose to live her life or deal with uh, her victimization is apparently she's very promiscuous. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But unfortunately, the way a lot of these victims are treated is, you know, uh, well, she sleeps, she spreads her legs for everybody. So how can, you know, it's, I can't sure, even say yeah. the words. It's so fucking gross. Well, that's a symptom of her trauma, which is the unfortunate I don't part. know. Is it? I mean, well, she certainly seems to lay it out that way. Like I get to have, you know, it's like uh, the girl can have sex with a hundred dudes, and the hundred one one raped her. And no, I, I'm I'm not saying that necessarily that's always the case. I'm saying that in this situation, she that is could the be, language she used made me think yeah, that this be, was okay. something she did because yeah. she was trying to just forget about it or or take or take power over her own something. Body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's there's, there's it could be that she's using sex as some sort of medication. Yeah, and Claire had her own way to deal with I'm it, just, which we saw. I'm just wanting to make sure we don't come across as saying that. Oh God, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, no slut shaming a bald move. We love the sluts. <laughs> we've all we've we've been slut ourselves. <laughs> no judgment here. All right. It is good to know that McGinnis is getting court martialed, though. We found that out. Yeah, uh, it's coming up pretty soon. Hopefully, we will get to see his fate. Still, the president's refusing to come out. I mean, that's one of the things. The friction between him and his wife. He's refusing to come out against. Why? <sighs> he doesn't want to upset the military. Is that the whole thing here? Yeah, but again, it's like, like I never, I never understood why the politicians are so wishy washy on on allowing gays in the military. It's like sometimes it's okay to piss off, you know, the army and the navy and the marines sure. like they don't when want they're it. doing something wrong. They don't want it. They want to <laughs> keep their guys segregated because of the unit cohesion. Blah blah blah. Well, fuck you. It's time to integrate. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes it's like you. That's why we have civilian oversight of the military. Sure. And I'm glad, you know, 
Claire made that point when she sat down with those two guys a few episodes ago. Right. But the president, because this president is weak, what mamby pamby, wishy washy, uh, doofus of a man <laughs> who's more suited to playing a robot than a president. Uh, I think he, he shows yeah. moments, but. He does win. Occasional moments. He shut the door pretty hard on Linda this episode. He did. And when Tuscan Raymond... uh, Tuscan Tuscan Raiders? The Tuscan Tuscan Raiders are coming in the White House? My God, what's the Secret (laughs) Service doing? He'd get a long rifle and he'd wrap his face up in towels and... Well, they do travel in single file to hide their numbers. So they're they're quite wily. And those hallways, perfect for single file. (laughs) You have to. (laughs) You can only fit one, maybe two Banthas in the Oval Office anyway. (laughs) Why are you... Why are they traveling in groups? Good point. Good point. (laughs) No, when Tusk and Frank are arguing on the phone and the Uh shit's just getting out of control, he squelches that. Right. Uh, And I've seen him be authoritative and uh, demand respect in many situations. Just it doesn't seem like he can make decisions on his own. He's very easy to manipulate. That seems to be his big fault. Mm. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting because someone on Facebook asked me if – what this show would be like if, say, Frank Underwood in season one was squaring off against uh, Jedediah Bartlett from the West Wing's administration. I have not seen the West Wing. I haven't seen a lot of it, but, you know, it's Martin Sheen. And sure. he's charismatic as hell. And yeah. he can be, you know, funny. He can be charming. But he also can be scary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what if, what if he had that kind of president? But then again, I think... One of the core conceits of this is this president got elected by being manipulated by a billionaire, yeah. and Frank detected that, and that's why he's launched all these schemes because he's an opportunist. Sure. So, I mean, that's like saying what if the sky was red instead of blue. It's an interesting question to think about, but it doesn't have anything to do with this material. Yeah, it's clear that, that Frank is not content with just being the VP, so – I'm really curious to see the path that he takes from VP to president, if that's, in fact, where he's going to end up. Yeah, and I wonder how much of this uh, marriage counseling might affect and go into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the wedge they're driving there. Because, yeah, if, like, the first – man, at the – if the first lady would leave the president mm-hmm. – but, again, anything that affects the president outside of him being assassinated is going to hurt Frank. Yeah, it, like, it affects the entire administration. Yeah. I mean, we saw that with uh, Al Gore. He didn't know how to handle his predecessor and the scandal and kind of the, the sour taste that left a lot of Americans when he left the office. Mm-hmm. If there was some kind of scandal or the president became a pariah, it's not like a vice presidents just rise from the ashes of that. Yeah, not easily. So that's it for our instant take, but starting next week, we'll be doing a longer, more in-depth weekly cast for House of Cards. Be sure to send us your thoughts and feedback to houseofcards at baldmove.com, and we just might read it on air. If you've enjoyed our show, please help us get our new House of Cards podcast launched in style by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. You can also support us by using our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Just go to amazon.baldmove.com and we'll get a tiny cut of Amazon's profits from whatever you buy on that session. Best of all, it costs you nothing. Be sure to tell your friends, family, and coworkers about Bald Move. Also, check out our website for all our other television coverage 
for Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, and Downton Abbey, and all of our general pop culture casts like Personal Arrogance and The Because Show. Keep up with the latest on Twitter at Bald Move and on Facebook.com slash Bald Move. See you next episode. Thank you.